Once again, I'm your host, Dory Locke, and I'd like to be the first to welcome you to the Size Seminars call on highlighting the tools and techniques from the basic seminar. We are so excited to have hundreds of you joining us, and we are looking forward to addressing the many questions you have about gratitude and abundance. And tonight, I have the pleasure of welcoming Ms. Ha Aheo Scanlon to the call. She took her basic seminar in 1987. She is a doctor of acupuncture and the author of a book on the art of Hawaiian healing herbs. She has worked in the Honolulu office as part of the Ohana since 2000, and she is an accomplished speaker, and she recently became a member of the Women's Leadership Facilitation Team. And as a mother of seven, she has a lot of experience with our topic of gratitude and abundance. And I'd like to be the first to welcome Ms. Ha'aheo to the call. Are you with us this evening? Yes, I am. Good evening. And it's really an honor to be selected and requested. I was at the women's leadership class when I met with Kat, and she invited me to facilitate this call. And I thought, I felt so grateful even at that moment to be in a place where she would even make the request. And I found myself wondering if I was an expert, and it's funny that you would say that, Dory, because raising seven children seems so, I know it's going to sound funny, but seems so easy, and yet I know many people think that seems like an insurmountable task. So I began thinking about this idea of gratitude and what that means. And I actually, even in the middle of the women's class, started doing some research because Gratitude is not something that I've even thought about studying. And I wondered, I did have a question for myself as to why that is. I haven't really gone and looked at seminars and read books about gratitude. And what I realized is it is something I believe that, you know, we talk about programs in the basic seminar, and we always talk about, well, there are positive and negative programs, and I believe that gratitude is one of the most positive programs we have, and it's a very high vibration. So when we talk about gratitude, it really lends to talking about abundance because the more we're grateful for what we have, the more abundance we have in our life. And I know that some people think, well, if what happens when things go bit wrong or things aren't working? How can you be grateful in the midst of that? And so I thought back to how I was raised and uh, my grandmother attended a Catholic women's college. So I am Catholic, and so if I weave some of that in there, I apologize in advance. And so she had a request that I be sent to her alma mater, and my the rest of my siblings went to Punahou School, which in Honolulu, where I was raised, that's the school Barack Obama went to. So if you have any issues on Barack Obama, I apologize in advance for that too. And so it's the best school in the state. And I was going to this women's school, and I felt so grateful. And I felt bad for my siblings that they had to go to this other school because there was so much grace and positive. And as part of our teachings, we're taught to be grateful from the bounty of which we're given and to be grateful in advance. So grateful for everything we have, but also grateful for the things to come. So it wasn't ever something that I really thought about as studying. It was more a natural way of being to be grateful, to not look at 
all the negative things that are happening or not be caught up in the difficulties, but really to be grateful. And so, and then as I was raising my children and, you know, I had my first child and I remember being taught, and I don't even remember who said this to me, but it was simply to teach this newborn baby gratitude that before every feeding, as I was nursing, to actually teach my son to be grateful and to say a prayer with him prior to nursing, to be grateful for the food he was going to receive. And at that early young age of 19, I thought, this is okay. I'm just going to do it because that's what it, you know, that's what I was told to do. And as I had six more children, I participated in that with every single child. And we have had some difficult times. You know, it isn't, I won't even say that it's been such an easy life raising seven children. In 1992, three days prior to my seventh child being born, my husband, who I'd been with my whole life since I was in high school, passed away. And I found that in that most difficult time, three days later my son was born, and I had to struggle with being so profoundly upset at the loss and yet being so grateful for this new child in my life and how much love and gratitude and for all of us in our family, this idea of a new birth and a new life to celebrate. And so I found myself really understanding how important it was to be grateful for him and for his birth to get us through some of the struggles. And I think that is, if I have a message to deliver today, it would be that it is so easy to find the lack and the difficulty and the problems in life, but it really takes diligence to be grateful. And sometimes on days when life isn't working out, to really look and find some things to be grateful for. And so through the course of my seminars and the trainings that I've been in, and I have been in a lot, like I say I've probably attended 200 basic seminars or more, and not because I'm a slow learner, but because there's always something new to learn. And in the basic seminar, we have exercises where we're talking about the contribution you made to me this week, how you contributed to my life. And seeking out the people that you've met just that week, strangers who have in three or four days made a contribution to my life. And then the idea of writing a note to your sponsor to thank them for the gift they've given. And one of the things I'm most grateful for is that my mother introduced me to the side basic seminar. She, of course, said I needed it. And at the time, she was absolutely right I went just because she insisted, and I have been grateful for her for the last 25 years for just that gift. And every time I sit in a basic seminar and we're writing a letter to our sponsor, I write a letter to my mother. And my mother passed away in 2009. One of the things I was most grateful for was having the liberty to be able to take time and just be with her until she took her final breath. And so there's, there's tools in a basic seminar and I encourage everybody on this call who's done the basics to go back and re-audit 
And if you haven't done a Five Basic Seminar, to find one in a city nearest you and get into the next basic seminar before 2012 ends. So we have that tool. We have our final exercise where you're just in gratitude, just looking into someone's eyes. And then in our PLD program, where we actually take time to write down 25 things I'm grateful for in my life. And I know in this day and age, a lot of people are talking about a gratitude journal. And I have encouraged many, many people who I've worked with, whether it's been in a healing form or in a psychedelic seminar or a psych seminar format, to start a gratitude journal. And I know that, you know, I've looked up, I did a lot of Google searching on gratitude, gratitude journals, gratitude cafes, what is gratitude? And I would encourage everyone to start a gratitude journal. Like, actually go out and shop for a really nice blank page book that speaks to you about gratitude and write down every day. Now, whether you start it first thing in the morning and write down or you write it down at night, five things that you're grateful for. And I can tell you that on the days that aren't working out as well, it'll be difficult, but really look for, you can even be very simple. I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for the grass. But write down five things. And in everything that I've looked at, it says that people who do a gratitude journal every day, after 30 days, they will see a profound difference in their life. And I also believe that the more grateful we are, the more abundance we attract into our life. That from that gratitude comes more abundance. I read uh, something Napoleon Hill wrote, and he said, In his book, To Think is to Create, an attitude of gratitude means that we are grateful for all the gifts that we've received from the moment we were born, that we were born with all these gifts and to be grateful for all that we have. Um, I saw a website uh, called Simple Abundance, and she starts out with gratitude. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance. Chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. And it was written by... Melody Peedy, I'm sorry, Melody Beedy. And I thought about that, about how much, sometimes I know for some of us, for me, I take for granted all that I have. And I've done a lot of coaching for the different people who have volunteered to staff the Sci Basic Seminar. And one of the things, we have meetings on logistics and what they're going to do, but one of the meetings that I've always put in place is a day of being of service. So we actually plan to be of service. And we've done many different activities, from feeding the homeless to making backpacks for children who are in child protective custody to beautifying a preschool. And in every opportunity that we've had to be of service and 
doing service projects in women's leadership class and doing service projects now in Principia have been the most rewarding feeling. If you ever want to know what gratitude feels like, I would say go out and be a service somewhere. And if you can find a team or a community to be of service with, that's even better. So most many years ago we did a community service project for the homeless. And we were tasked with putting together 300 hygiene bags for the homeless at Christmas because what they're looking for are things that we take for granted or I'll say I take for granted like soap and shampoo and toothpaste and a toothbrush. And so we put together these 300 bags and really from out of nothing, there were about 20 staff members and I called them on Friday and said, bring what you have from the abundance that you have and we will put together bags on Sunday. And there was a little bit of concern and resistance, I might say, people thinking that they needed more time or more buying the right things, making sure the toothbrushes were individually wrapped. And I said, think a moment. You're concerned about an individually wrapped toothbrush for someone who doesn't have one. Like, they'll take anything. And so we put together the bag. Well, when we're talking about gratitude and abundance, what happened that day is 20 people came together and we made 300 bags and we had boxes and boxes and boxes left of supplies that we could then give to the shelter. And as we were getting ready to pass out the bags, I remember somebody had a question and they said, well, what if somebody wants to take more than one? What do we do? What do we say? And I didn't have an answer. I said, we're simply going to give these out. And if we have enough, then we're fortunate. And if we don't have enough, I don't know what we're going to do. And so we started the process. And the homeless, literally at 2 o'clock, it looked like somebody rang a bell. And people started coming. And the youngest ones were under a year old. And the oldest was probably in their 70s. And to the person, everybody expressed how grateful they were for what we had done and how much they appreciated this gift that they were receiving in a Safeway bag. And not one person took more than one. In fact, what they said was, my friend over there didn't get one. My friend sitting over there can't walk. Would somebody take one to him? And we, as a community of graduates, had an opportunity to see how much we could affect this community. And we gave out all 300 bags. And at the end of the day, the joy and the gratitude and the abundance that we experienced in being able to help other people, in being able to see that from what we all brought together, we could create joy in what some of us would seem would be an impossible way to live, homeless, in the cold. They were in Hawaii, so it wasn't that cold. And yet, how grateful they were for each of us. And it's a picture I will remember forever and I carry in my heart because the gifts that we received back 
from these men and women and children far exceeded the gift that we gave to them. So I would say I know that we have some questions, and I would like to open up to questions right now. Okay, great. Yes, we do have some questions from the people on the call. The first one comes from Jay, and that question is, what are some ways to practice and share gratitude in your life when it seems there is only scarcity? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I believe that the best way to practice gratitude is to be of service, to find some place to be of service to someone else, to be outward focused. And I think, as I explained in the example of giving to the homeless, sometimes our scarcity, when we really put it in perspective, looks like abundance to somebody else in the world. So sometimes we, in looking at what we believe is scarcity, if we go out and be of service, we'll realize how much we have to be grateful for. And then to journal on that, on what you have to be grateful for. Next, do we have another question? Yes, we do. The next one is, please provide an exercise of how you can still focus on abundance when it's difficult to feel that way. For example, for someone who's going through a tough time and just finds it difficult to focus on abundance when they have too many challenges and setbacks. Well, I can tell you that you've got to, it it takes rigor and discipline at that point to find ways to be grateful for what you have because if you focus on lack, you will continue to create lack in your life. If you focus on the positive, even, as I said earlier, when it's difficult to be positive, things will improve. If you focus on negative, things will continue to spiral down. Find somebody who's less fortunate. Find somebody who's been of service to you. Go out and look at ways where you can create positive. And I know that sounds so easy. I know that when I lost my husband and I had seven children to feed and I didn't have a job and I got an eviction notice from the apartment we were living in, it was difficult, I will say. And I found ways to stay positive, to realize that I needed to find solutions, even in the most difficult times. And I think that if we let go of the resistance to what we think is our lack, we will find that there are ways. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it happens overnight. It just takes rigor and discipline to stay focused on the positive things, whatever they are. The next question. Okay. This one is, how can you be grateful for parts of your life that are not so great, that are really bad? I remember hearing Dr. John Martini speak at Principia, and he presented a concept that was foreign to me, and maybe he has helped me to reshape the way I look at things, but he talked about the yin and yang of life. It's kind of part of the Chinese discipline, but that we know that there always is a balance in the universe. 
So when things are going bad, to focus and be grateful for the good things, like what caused that or what have I learned from that or what was the next thing that happened. And so to always be grateful, even for the things that we have deemed negative or lack or scarcity, because there's a balance coming that's going to be on the other side of that prosperous and joyful. So always looking at this balance in life when things don't look so good, focus on what's possible, what's coming to balance that off. That's the best way I can think of. The next question. Yep. Um, The next one is best practices to create a consistently thankful mindset. I believe the best practice is a gratitude journal. I believe that if you constantly discipline your, let yourself, if you constantly discipline yourself to put entries into a gratitude journal every day, whether it's, I notice there's an iPhone app for a gratitude journal or it's a book, but that you constantly discipline yourself to be grateful for five things today every day and either decide to start out your day with the five things you're grateful for or end your day with the five things you're grateful for. Do it for 30 days and see if there isn't a profound difference in your life. Next question. Okay. Strategies to cope with significant losses. I had one strategy. Well, okay, I'll say I have two strategies. In the basic seminar, we teach the screen of the mind. Screen of the mind absolutely works in seeing the picture that you don't want and really then visualizing the picture of what you do want and prayer. However you pray, prayer always works. And prayer from the gratitude for what you've had and what is in store. Next question. This one is, where does gratitude come from? And how do you keep that feeling or vibration? As I said, I believe gratitude is a program that you learn very early on. It actually really is it is the, one of the highest vibrations and part of the law of attraction that you have a feeling of gratitude from within. I don't know that it, I mean, I, I believe gratitude is when you're completely lined up with the conscious, superconscious, subconscious, conscious, subconscious, superconscious, when you're totally in alignment when you're in alignment with your, whatever you would want to call it, your God source, creator, providence, whatever it is that you call that, that feeling is a feeling of joy, of appreciation, of giving, and I believe the highest vibration. Next question. Okay. The next question is, what are a list of affirmations or focused tools to manifest this more in our daily lives? 
I think that one of the ways is your entries in your gratitude journal. So you start out with, I am grateful for, so in my gratitude journal, I would say, I am grateful for the Christmas shopping I did today. I am grateful for looking into the beautiful eyes of my granddaughter. And then there are ways to write goals. Bob Proctor has taught us at Principia that you start your goal with, I am so happy and grateful now that I have and all of the things that you're desiring as though you already have them. So you're in gratitude for what you already have. And then I would say write affirmations that you put all over, mirrors in your car, on your refrigerator. I am prosperous. I am a magnet to money. That came in 1993 from a little lady in was in from Australia that Bob Proctor brought in. I am a magnet to money. I literally have sang her song, I am a magnet to money, and found money in underneath the car seat. But write affirmations of all the things that you're grateful for in your life and all the things that you might feel you're lacking as though you have them. Next question. What have you experienced as the most powerful tools to help people make the shift from scarcity mentality to one of abundance and therefore gratitude? I believe the contracts that we get in PLD are the most powerful tool because you have people that are looking at you that don't even know you, that see the greatness in you that you haven't embraced in yourself and to give you a gift of a contract that shares all of your qualities and the dreams and goals that you're ready to accomplish. That has been the tool that I see as the greatest gift for somebody is the work that we do in pace setter leadership dynamics once you've taken the life success course in psych seminar. Next question. How can I shift my thoughts to focus in gratitude? I believe that it is just, it's a decision you make, a choice you make to simply focus your thoughts. I don't think that there is a how can't you just, as I said earlier, rigor and discipline. If you feel a negative thought coming in, bless it with a positive thought. Find a way to say something positive, even about people. Sometimes it's so easy to say a put-down and so difficult to say something positive. Find ways to be grateful for the things. Focus out on other people. That's all I can say. Next question. Any suggestions to help me be consistent in having an attitude of gratitude despite having daily pain throughout my body? From the alternative healing that I have studied, I would say, number one, embrace the pain. Pain is an indication to you that something is wrong, therefore it gives you an opportunity. I would even say pain is an indication that your body is working and it is communicating with you. So it could be, just simply the shoes you're wearing, the way you're sitting, your posture, or 
that you have found a way to exercise muscles that you have not spoken to in a long time. So embrace the pain, be grateful, and speak to your body and look at how, what do I need to do right now to support my body in working better? What is it that it's communicating? I remember being in a uh, healing seminar and they said, people look at pain as how can I find a way to cover it up? What am I going to take? But really, if you look at your vehicle, your car, and you see the check engine light on, is your first thought to get a hammer and a chisel and pound out the light? Or would you take it into the mechanic and ask him what's wrong with your car? And yet with our body, when we feel pain, many people operate from how can I cover it up rather than how can I embrace that pain and find solutions. Next question. Okay, so the next question is, how do we shift from a no or low gratitude mindset to a high gratitude at will and really believe it? I think that you need to, number one, decide that that is the path you're on. You've got to choose in to an attitude of gratitude and not be distracted, not be caught off guard. That's the first. And to look at in those moments, you've got to discipline yourself to find something to be grateful for, find someone to be grateful for, even if it's just simply to say, I'm grateful for the sun. I know that when I was up at the ranch and it was 30 degrees out, I was grateful for my socks because my feet were freezing and I don't own boots. I live in Hawaii and everybody had warm, fuzzy boots on and all I had was fuzzy socks. But I had to be grateful for that because without them, my toes would fall off. And it's just simply to look at that, not to be upset because I'm not going to be able to change the 30-degree weather. I can only focus on what is it that I'm grateful for. And right now, it's warm, fuzzy, purple socks. And I think if you look for, we can always, always, always find things that are a low vibration that we're upset about that's not working or we can look for what's one thing I can be grateful for. Next question. Okay. This one is some advice on balancing expectation and disappointment with a grateful heart. I believe that most of the disappointment that we have is because we set high expectations and we set a time limit on when we want to receive the things that we are expecting. I think that being grateful and coming from an attitude of gratitude means that we're grateful from the abundance that's coming into our life. We're grateful from the possibilities. We're grateful for the thoughts that we have as opposed to focusing on the things we don't have or being disappointed because it didn't come in the time frame that we wanted it. Next question. Mm-hmm. What a discussion on directing our thoughts back to gratitude when negativity sneaks in. 
it's always going to be. Negativity will creep in. I mean, even in the most positive situations, even at the most, the highest vibration, there's always something that could go wrong. Something as simple as it's cold and none of the heating systems work. And we've got to look at what is it that's great about what we're doing instead of what's lacking. As I said with John D. Martini, there's a yin and a yang. There's the positive, there's the negative. It's a balance. We just need to be focused on the positive, the things that we're grateful for, and the possibilities that can come from looking for the solution. Next question. Okay. This is the last question we have. How do I stay in gratitude when life's triggers overwhelm me out of gratitude and into frustration, anger, or resentment? It's a choice. It's a choice to be frustrated, angry, and resentful, and it's a choice to be grateful. The only way to stay in that feeling of gratitude is to focus on what choices. Like, the fact that we have choice, to be grateful for the choice we have to be angry and frustrated or grateful. And it may not be right in that very moment, that you find gratitude in whatever is going wrong. It's just a discipline of where you're going to put your focus and a choice, a choice to focus on what's possible and what's a solution as opposed to being stuck in anger and frustration. Okay, that was our last question. And do you have any closing remarks that you want to share this evening? Yes, based on some of the questions that were asked, I, did, I didn't cover some of the research that I've done, and one of the first ones was from Napoleon Hill. The basis of site seminars is to think it's to create. And the, Napoleon Hill covers that in so many ways in how to attract abundance into your life. But one of the things he talks about is applied faith, which is that you already possess a positive mental attitude, and in that, that you have complete control over the amount of gratitude you display or you, and he talks about that we were born with the gifts we have, and to be grateful in anticipation of what we will produce as a result of those gifts. He calls it a gratitude prayer, and then John D. Martini said that Gratitude unlocks the human heart. So for those who have expressed, like, how do you go from the negativity or the difficulty, it's really understanding that gratitude unlocks the human heart. And when we have our heart open, we're thankful in advance of the things that we anticipate receiving. So in closing, I would like to encourage each of you to go out and find the perfect, it doesn't even have to be perfect, but a journal that speaks to you, whether it's blank pages or ruled pages, or if you simply take the app, the Gratitude Journal app for your phone and make a commitment to yourself that you will do five journal entries a day. Decide whether those will be in the morning or at the end of the day right before you go to sleep and to commit to doing that for 30 days in a row. At the end of 30 days, you can decide if you'd like to do it again. Some people have asked, 
what if you have a person? And I know I've, I've shared this with many people that I've worked with. If there's somebody in your life, say an ex-spouse or a sibling or a coworker that you are finding it very difficult to get along with, they're always right, you're always wrong, no matter what you do, they seem to pick on you, to take the time to write down the things that you are grateful for that person. No matter, I'm grateful that they have nice handwriting. I'm grateful that they get to work on time. Start looking for the things that you are grateful for. I know that one of the greatest gifts I've had is in raising my seven children to really focus on all the things, the aspects of each child, because they are all so very different, and to be to have an attitude of gratitude for each of my children and the things that they've given to me and the joy that they've brought to my life. And I know that there were days in their teenage years where I had to dig deep to find the things I was grateful for in the midst of the chaos that was going on. But the more you discipline yourself, the easier it gets. And I know that looking into a newborn's eyes is probably one of the most joyful events in my life, having the opportunity to do that seven times. As they're now all young adults, I am grateful for all the joy I've had with them all these years. So look for the things that you can be grateful for in the people that cause you the most challenges because I know that those are the people who help me to grow and be better and to look at how I can create a different experience. They're the ones. It's easy to be grateful for the people who do nice things for you. It's easy to be grateful for to the people who are complimenting you and telling you how great you are. It creates more inner strength when you're grateful for the people that cause you the most challenges. And somewhere later, you'll discover ways that your life has changed and improved because of them. Next would be to be of service. How, find a place in your community where you can be of service to someone who's less fortunate. Across the country, we have Giving Day and Site Seminars, and I would encourage you to find out what Giving Day is going on in your community through Site Seminars and go and be of service. It'll be somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but a great opportunity to find a community of people that are giving to the less privileged in their community. And finally, rainy day notes to make a practice of showing your appreciation to the people in your life who have done things. And they may not be significant to them, but it's made a difference in your life. And to just write a note to somebody. Write a note to thank them for how they've contributed to your life. Because you just never know when one of those people will receive a note on a day that they're really having a hard time and you will make the difference for them. So my recommendation is go out, make a positive difference in the world today because you can. Be grateful for all the gifts and the abundance that you have in your life and the abundance that is yet to come. If you have not taken site seminars, 
I encourage you to find a Psy Basic seminar near you and attend a class before the end of 2012. For those of you who are graduates, go back and re-audit in a city near you. And if you haven't done the advanced course, get yourself registered for the next advanced course. Thank you very much. Well, what a great call, Ha'aheo, and great tools you shared to keep an attitude of gratitude going during this season, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, and I am grateful for the two of you for the work that you do and the time that you put in because I believe this is an amazing tool for graduates and those who have not yet taken the class. So thank you, both of you, and thank you for having me. And I want to thank you to everyone who's listening in. We hope you enjoyed the call and you have some new tools to move you forward in your life and with your goals and dreams. You will definitely want to attend the call next month. It's scheduled for Tuesday, December 11th. On this call, we will be discussing the tools necessary for navigating relationships during the holidays. And we have a very special couple joining us for this call. So register now at www.psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions in advance as you register. And now, just because the call is over, it doesn't mean the conversation has to end. So let's continue the discussion on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts on gratitude. What did you get out of the call tonight? And how are you going to implement this in your life? We want to hear from you. And as many of you know, we post live updates during the call on Facebook and we love having your feedback. And for those of you who are new to Sci Seminars and would like to find out more about the Sci Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you will find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. And also remember that Giving Day is around the corner and so you'll want to check with your size city to learn more about what's happening in your city and how you can be contributing to your cities and their Giving Day events. So again, thank you for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen and have a great evening.